This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy as usual, Eric Bradley. And today we're talking to country singer, songwriter, Fillmore. We'll talk to Fillmore in a few minutes about his new song, Nothing's Better, songwriting with Brett Young and Sam Hunt, and his favorite show he's ever played. And the answer might surprise you. But first, me and Eric, uh, we're on day five of our juice cleanse. We're Thank doing God. a juice cleanse. <laughs> I actually am enjoying it. Eric, do you enjoy it? Yeah, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a lot easier than what I thought it would be as well. Yeah, for those of you out there that have never done a juice cleanse, this is one's a little different though, because we do what? Three juices. Three juices, soup, and a smoothie. Soup and, and a smoothie. Bone and, chicken, and bone broth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a normal juice. We're not just eating and you're drinking, I guess, juice nonstop. Like we have some protein in there and we get some substance. But the soup is very much like just pureed veggies. That's all it is. So it's basically That's all it is. juice yeah. anyway. Yeah, exactly. But it's like something, you know, it's like mm-hmm. something other than juice. I'm surprised I lasted. Like I thought for sure I'd cheat, dude. I thought for sure I would have like chicken wings that are just sitting in my damn fridge right now. How much have you lost now, dude? What are you up to? Uh, 17 pounds in five days. So I'm going to end up looking like you guys. After this. <laughs> That's wild, dude. 17 pounds. Well, I have a lot days. more to lose than, than you. So Right. I've only lost about three pounds i think i feel different and like i feel cleaner and lighter this is both of our first juice cleanse so the most surprising thing about this has been the energy level and we did an interview yesterday and it was really cool to hear her like break down why we have more energy and basically they said like your digestive system and your brain are the two things that use the most energy and they said so once your digestive system is clean all that energy moves up to your brain and you're like clear and you're mentally more focused and stuff and i was like damn like when you put it that way it makes complete sense that was very interesting she was was. dropping knowledge left and right she was yeah uh for those of you in denver um we're doing this juice cleanse through nurture uh in the highlands yeah and we're gonna do it again in may so um, and it's a full wellness center so yeah it's got everything Sauna, Himalayan salt room, which I'm really looking forward to yeah, trying out. Yeah, that'll be fun. IVs. I mean, they yep. do the whole thing over there. It's a cool location, so check it out if you're here in Denver. But uh, we recommend sure. cleanses. Like, we do. I think we recommend juice cleanses if it's done in the safe way, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I had a lot of people, when I put up my story, my DMs were filled with people being like, don't do it. It ruins you. It'll destroy you. But, like, this is a little different. So as long as it's the right kind of juice cleanse, I guess. Yeah, we recommend juice cleansing now, guys. So, um, yeah, we're we're basic uh, basic girls. <laughs> yeah, we I, just, I love it. We do juice I cleanses now. And, yeah. No. Me too. I mean, I feel fresh. My skin looks is glowing. You know, I just feel good. So yeah, we're gonna do it again. The step. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna do it again for sure. All right, coming up, art chat with Fillmore behind the rose. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Enough is Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Hey, what's up? This is awesome. It's good to see you guys. I'm enjoying this little weather in Nashville. It's actually raining, kind of, but I'm good. This is like the best backdrop I think we've seen, man. You got yeah. like the whole Nashville backdrop. That's a nice little look. vibe right there. Yeah, great vibe. Cool little uh, patio. Yeah, oh, yeah, I actually ride a lot out here, so it's 
kind of like when the weather gets nice but so you you and eric have known each other for shoot what like two years now is that what it was it's been a... well it's like it's weird because you always forget to count 2020 i still like yeah, still 2019 was last year like it's weird i was for sure gonna say it was last year but i was like no that was two summers ago we just strike 2020 from the record so it's kind of yeah, weird man. you yeah. guys were like skeet shooting and stuff weren't you you were yeah it was a colton's charity event i'm ever doing it. it was like a golf course for shooting skeet i've never done it like that yeah, it was like 18 hole range. Oh, see, I was supposed to go to that, but yeah, I was I was in bed. I was uh <laughs> I was having a rough time, right? It was like right when I got home from paradise. So didn't <laughs> quite make it. Um, but yeah, man, uh congrats on all the success. Man, it's yes. awesome. Dude, thank you, man. People say that, you know, congrats on the success and stuff. And it's like you always you you never know where to measure success, really. You kind of just like, and it's cool to hear you say that, but at the same time, I'm like you, especially with like the year that we're coming out of, it's like I, you're always spinning your wheels. So yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you're saying like more work to do, kind of thing, like that mentality. Yeah, it's hard to celebrate those little moments. You forget to, you know, you set those like random goals, right? And every time you knock it off, it's like for some reason, instead of like basking in the glory of accomplishing that, you move right on to the next thing. At least I do. So I'm trying to learn not do that all the time. So that was what keeps you that drive inside you, man. That's a good thing though, honestly, especially in like your world and like your, you know, profession. That's a good thing not to be complacent, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Your album, you know, um, the state I am, it's climbing the charts right now. And especially your your single dude. I love your new single, Nothing Better Man. I love that like edgy bass you got in there. Dude, I'm telling you, I love it. Dude, thank you, man. It's the breakup anthem, dude. It's so funny too to like Take a song to country radio right after I got married. That's a breakup song. <laughs> yeah. Can relate to that song quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. The message is on point. Uh, yeah. It's a, it came from real place. I wrote it three years ago, actually. But it's crazy how long, it, you know, I've said this before, but how long it takes for music to actually get out. Songs that I've written during quarantine or like that, you know, they might not see the light of day until 2022. So it's just the cycle of actually getting music out is a, uh, a little bit of a process um and i wish it was faster and i think that a lot of people don't know that like i think that you know your average listener you probably don't understand that like it's it's a process man to get new music out and and to get it the way you kind of want it you know the way you kind of feel good enough to like release it and everything 100 especially if you're like i should definitely stop listening to this mix but i'm going to change it one more time like someone <laughs> someone needs to take the song away from me so i can go put it out like i have a problem there but yeah yeah, I, actually, dude, I would too, man. I would feel like it's never good enough, you know? Like, my perfection, yeah, dude, that'd be hard. That's what I've been doing with that. Nothing's better. Like, I, we just put out another version of it, like, last week, and I'm just trying to, like, I might do one in Spanish. I've actually not told anybody that, but I'm just That's doing good. different versions of the song because it's, like, it just gives it a different light. I mean, when mm -hmm. you write a song, I hear it a bunch of different ways, so it's, like, at this point, I'm, like, might as well just put those versions out. It's fun like whoa that's pretty cool man because like what would the tempo look like in like another language like would you have to change the tempo up like I'm not, that's pretty cool I mean, do we just steal the drake beat Dude, da, da, da. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. i don't know like yeah but yeah maybe that's some dope. horns i don't know yeah hell yeah man see that's why music's so cool man because you can just like your own like you know twist on things man and, and and if it clicks with like the audience man it's it's awesome it's gotta be a cool feeling putting music out's the best feeling in the world other than singing that song that you wrote on stage both mm -hmm. of them kind of coincide but yeah it's uh yeah. it's a Absolutely. cool process and it's been really fun to have the time not as much as i love touring it was cool to have the time not touring to um kind of work on more stuff like that too so oh i bet man we've been hearing that a lot like people yeah. are like it kind of gave me time to like relax you can't do much songwriting on the on the road if you're always you know working <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. like people think it's just like this big party on the road like no man like it's a lot of work it's a yeah. lot of work out on the road how long did it take to put this album together because you said you know like nothing better was you know years ago basically the process of the album um it's 18 songs so 
it actually took a little bit of time, but um, I actually turned the album in a year before it actually came out. So what we did was we took certain songs off of it and started releasing those at a staggered pace. And then at the end, you kind of just clump it all together and here's the full body of work. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to do it that way because it allows you to, it allows the fans to not like, here's 18 songs. And it's like people's attention span is just there and gone so quick. If you do that that fast, you don't know how many people are actually going to listen to all 18. So if you spread yeah. them out every four weeks or have much time to give people like something to look forward to and stuff like that, that's been a fun process for getting a package of songs like that out. So the songs are a culmination of like probably the last like four years, maybe five. And it's all different stories of different relationships. And that's why it's a state. I mean, it's uh, songs about not only locational, but also the state of mind I was in when writing that song. So actually every single song has coordinates attached to it. So people can go look up those type of things, like little scavenger hunt things, which is cool. So oh, wow. that's, that's, that's dope. Like little Easter eggs you got awesome. in your album. Yeah. That's dope. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's so simple, like state, state I'm in, like, it's so simple yet, like also kind of complex and kind of cool. Like, you know, like it's simple enough that it's awesome. You know, it's pretty cool. Dude, I appreciate that. man. It, it, it was a fun project. It's my debut album. So it's uh, obviously something you try to like, perfect because you only get one of those right so mm -hmm. it's, it's cool and then to have you know my second song from that album go to radio it's been awesome and then uh i've got more new i haven't told anyone this i've got more new music coming out next friday all right man that is huge hell yeah so now you guys know too. so yeah when this comes out man it'll be the next day because it's coming out thursday so we'll be like yeah we'll be like check it out there you go there you go cool oh, yeah. you know i was just thinking 18 songs on an album nowadays is a lot yeah 10 is like an album you know it's pretty crazy to think or the people just drop these eps with like three or five now mm -hmm. i don't know i i feel like i write so much too that it's like it's hard it was hard to even get it to 18 to be honest i i, I remember the conversation with the label i actually wanted it to be 22 wow <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> that's like two albums nowadays you know <laughs> yeah so, i mean they used to call that a double disc yeah <laughs> well dude we, we couldn't press like a vinyl because there'd be three vinyls in the 18th <laughs> The other four songs I want on the album are the, like the ones that are about to just, I'm just dropping from now. So. Hell yeah, that's cool, man. So you talked a little about, you know, your songwriting, you love to write and everything. What is your process for writing? Because yeah, I mean, clearly you're a prolific writer. Man, thank you. Um, Yeah, the whole process is, you know, and I don't think a lot of people like know how it actually kind of works. Um, but the Nashville kind of way of doing it, and there's a million ways to write a song, right? But at the same time, like the kind of standard way that it seems to be what we do here in Nashville really is like, there's usually about three people on the right. Um, one person is running the computer and the track and building out all the instrumentation and the sounds. And one person writes pretty much driving a lot of the lyric and the other person on the right is helping kind of mold the melody. Mm -hmm. And so when you kind of put those three pieces together, you got a song in about, I mean, on average, probably two and a half hours, three hours. Um, wow. And, you know, I, I, I write every day. So, um, I have one today at 11. So it's like, you know, you get done around like two 30 maybe, um, and do it again. Some people do yeah. it twice a day. Um, but it's, it's all kind of crazy, but it's just like more songs you can write, the more chances you have of it, uh, getting out to the world. And, um, obviously it's a craft. So you keep working on it. And, uh, with the state I'm in stuff, um, and all my album stuff, it was a uh, very pulling from very personal, real experiences for me, which I think translates in what I try to do and put out to the world as, as an artist is, uh, I think people relate to that more. So um, that's kind of in that process there. It's uh, a couple people on rights and just kind of knocking it out, man. So it's been, it's been crazy. 
Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. Cause I, you're right. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand, you know, a lot of the writer's processes. So you said you've been writing a lot in quarantine. I was like, you've had a lot more time. I'm excited to see like music coming out that's been written in quarantine because I think everybody's been like in their feels a little bit. Everybody's like, like talk about the state you were in in quarantine. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's a whole album in itself, you know? So has songwriting for you been easier or harder in quarantine? Like, what has that been like? Kind of the same. I, I think a little easier too. Um, like I said, when someone's building a track out and you have the computer and you're recording, like you're recording all the sounds, I usually had that on the back of the tour bus. So we'd bring writers out in between like meet and greets and the show or after the show and we're drinking, we would write maybe three songs that weekend while playing the shows, while meeting with radio, while doing all that. So now it's, there's no shows. So you're just yeah. uh, focusing on the writing. So you have a lot more time for that, which is cool. A lot of drinking songs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't go to the bar. So I like, I bought a bar online and put it in my house. I just like, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Anything to feel normal, dude. I was like, I got a bar. I'm good. Now. There's a songwriting process yeah. right there, you know, <laughs> sitting at your own bar, sitting at your home bar, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of want to talk about, you know, how you got into music and, and your big break. And we'll do that right after this. Have you always been musically inclined like is that something you've always loved to do like growing up is your family musically inclined how'd that work for you um you know sports are kind of the staple in my house and um growing up and you know traveling for baseball and everything like that and all the high school sports and soccer and football and i was just in choirs so it was just a random thing that happened i just ended up in choir in like fifth grade and then i just sort of stayed like all the way through high school and then and then i somehow got a music scholarship and decided not to chase sports um and went to university of missouri and um Ooh. yeah the rest was kind of history from there you know I, right decision right decision yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. i mean I, I just partied for four years and got- <laughs> i've i've had some uh some good times in missouri like the fountains like wherever the fountains are we ended up swimming one night in those <laughs> oh shoot dude yeah <laughs> amazing Dude, we went hard, man. And then I got out of there and I moved to Nashville and I was like, oh, college never ended. <laughs> Amen, man. <laughs> now I've been in Nashville almost nine years. So well, I always knew I was going to up here. I always knew I was going to do music. The path to get here was just just like anything else. You can never really predict it. But it was, it's been awesome and um, I'm doing what I love. So it's uh, super cool. Nine years in Nashville, man. That's a long time. Did you just grind, obviously, like hustle, grinded? Like, did you just get any show you could? That kind of That kind of thing for a while? Dude, yeah. I mean, all the above. I mean, you know, there's Broadway here in Nashville, Tennessee. I did that for like three months. Met people because I didn't know a soul when I moved here. And then you sort of like, you just keep building it from there. It's just relationship connections and drinking in Midtown. It's kind of like the thing. And you just kind of like, just keeps going. And uh, you write with better people, people, you know, in your class of people that moved to Nashville that year, that artists, like people kind of rise up together and help each other out. It's very inclusive that way which is um super awesome about country music in general is uh, how everyone's just willing to help each other out so man i'm just thinking back on it, it's a lot of crazy stories just to get to where i'm at and i'm nowhere near where i want to be so do you remember one story in particular where it was like you you felt like whoa i can make it in this town like did you have that moment you know yeah, and like who did you rise up with well i you know i, I guess like i was brett young's first right when he moved to nashville he drove straight from california drove straight to my house brought a bottle of whiskey and it was like 10 a.m. And then we started writing and that's how, that's how that relationship started. And then, you know, back then as well, like we're just like playing basketball at the Y and that's who's going to beat Sam Hunt. And now he's Sam Hunt. And it's like, and then, you know, then 
you go out on the bus with them and you're hanging out with that crew and and then it just keeps spiraling like that where you just now you kind of are with this group of people and then you have like the Mitchell Timpanies and you have the Devin Dawson's and um, at this point it's become such a community but along the way in those nine years all of us artists just sort of help each other out and it's just uh, there's a million more I can name right. Sunday I'll probably go bowling with Mitchell and Jimmy it's just like random stuff dude like I don't know why we're bowling either I bought a bowling ball <laughs> yeah I've been I've been following those stories those, those are great yeah, I don't know what I, like, I literally was like I got drunk at the bowling alley and came home with a $200 bowling ball and I'm like I'm like dude I just became my dad like really <laughs> by the way bowling alleys are like still legit so if you're watching this Get you to a bowling alley. Man. I love bowling. <laughs> yeah, you get you get your squad together, get sauced up. That's your vibe. Dude. We need to join a league. I don't know. If we can join a league. But I, mean, <laughs> I feel like I'd get an alcohol problem, man. I feel like we play twice a week. It'd be bad for my liver. Um, <laughs> yeah. So did one of those guys kind of help you with your big break in Nashville, or like, do you remember that big break for you? Um, I think they all kind of they all kind of help in weird ways. Like my first arena I ever played was opening for. It was just me and Sam Hunt for you know eleven thousand people. I had no right to be on that stage or opening that show. And, you know, so those are moments that you definitely like take into effect, um, which is crazy. Same with like Dan and Shay, some of those shows. I remember being on top of a building in the middle of New York City with the Brooklyn Bridge behind me, Pier 17. And it's me and then Dan and Shay and then Carrie Underwood. And that's the oh. show. I'm like, I'm like, how do I, how did I get here? You know, I'm like from the stage, I can see the Statue of Liberty and I got the Brooklyn Bridge behind me and this, there's 5,000 people on this rooftop. There's, I mean, there's, and there's millions of these stories. Like I, one time it was me and then Pitbull and then Blake Shelton and the three of us, <laughs> the three of us played a show in Pendleton, Oregon for like 42,000 people. Mr. Worldwide. Holy shit. Literally Mr. Worldwide, bro. And, like, <laughs> and there's another, then there's another one where it's like another one with like Sam Hunt and it's like me, Kane Smith and him. And, I'm now playing in the middle of the Indy 500 for like 50,000 people. And it's just us three. And it's like my first time ever being on a bus. That was mine, you know, that I mm -hmm, had. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that come to mind, but they, those were different years, different times. So it's like kind of crazy. It's not all at once, I think. So, yeah. If you had to pick one, this might be a hard question. If you had to pick one show you've done thus far, what would it be? That Brooklyn Bridge show would be pretty amazing. It was crazy, bro. Oh, um, met the most to you, I guess. Like what show meant the most to you kind of thing? Uh, it would probably be... In South Carolina, I think it was a uh, Carolina Country Music Fest, I think is what it was. I was headlining the side stage. And it's just at this time when, like, people finally started singing my music back. And I think that was just kind of like one of those crazy things where you're like, is this for real? Yeah. And then you start getting too used to it. Where you're just like holding the mic out there. You're like, I don't have to sing. I can like drink this part. But like, <laughs> I think that show, I, I kind of always look back on that one because like I started just bawling on stage. I started crying. And it was just like, I, I just couldn't believe what was happening. I'm looking out into like a sea of thousands of people and they're singing every word to like all my songs. And I'm just like, I, I was at that point where I just like, was like, what is happening? You just gave me goosebumps, man. Like that's, that's gotta be a crazy feeling. Yeah. Not those, those, you wouldn't expect it. It's a side stage in Carolina country music fest. is one of those moments. Stuff that you've written, you've taken the time. It's from your heart. And then they're singing it and they're relating to it. Ooh. Yeah. I, I get why you cried, man. Yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the best feeling. Like people are like, you, you like songwriter performing? Like, what's your favorite thing? I'm like, I mean, it's the, it's that moment is my favorite thing. It's the song that I wrote that people are singing back at a sold out show. It's all of it in one, but it's in one moment. It's that moment. 
I'm excited because I feel like you're gonna have a lot more of those moments in the future, man. So like, right. I'm excited. Yeah. So like, what's next? For you? you said you're dropping some music tomorrow. Have you got any live shows on the dot? I mean, things are slowly opening up, man. Like, have you got any of those on? So it's harder to kind of book shows right now because everything is like state by state. So it's really hard to string a tour together unless it's just a weekend in one of the yeah. states, right? Right. That's been something that's hard to navigate for my team and I. But outside of all of that, there are shows on the horizon. There are things that are like being put in the works. And things that are getting rescheduled and like finally like looking like it's actually going to happen. I, mean, I just did a show like last week in St. Louis at Ballpark Village. And it was just like a last minute thing. But I played acoustic and it was 50% capacity, which is just a very different thing to look out on. You know, man, I, I, I would hope in April, I, you know, at least get into like a Texas or a Florida and start playing some of those that opened up. Um, but the problem is so many artists here like, are trying to snag it all. So yeah, like, yeah. like everyone's just fighting right now because we're all like, get us on the road. Like, mm -hmm. It'd be hard to go on the, like you've been on the road for God knows, you know, like how long have you been at least, you know, traveling and stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, like none, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like the, these states, they could do shows seven nights a week though. And everyone's going to come out because everyone's jonesing to hear yeah. music again. That's like pop music, man. I, I think that it would be cool to be playing like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like a whole week, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of changed. I mean, as far as like concerts, like something will pop up and Norman, most of the time, you know, be like, nah, you know, whatever. I already got a tour going. Now you're like, I'll do it. Like, I'll do it now. Like where I'll drive. Literally, dude. Like, I mean, I'm saying yes to stuff that like people on my team don't want me to say yes. So I'm like, I don't <laughs> care, man. Like, I just want to play music. Like mm -hmm. I can't help it. Not only are people ready for live music, but I think people forget that musicians are like jonesing to like play live music, you know? So it's, like, it's going to be a 2021, summer 2021. It could be a lot of fun, man. It could be a lot of fun. Definitely fall. Yeah, definitely fall, all the above. I did something recently where it was, um, you know, I did like 16 shows in two days and it was a full band and it was like these live Zooms and it was oh. like the coolest feeling just because like you miss it so much. Like I was so amped up afterwards each time because I was like, you know, talk to people at radio afterwards and it was like one of my favorite moments I've had all year. I mean, in a long time, just because I just missed the actual feeling and even the connection. Even the like 15 people that were on that screen watching that thing, like talking to them afterwards, seeing their faces, like on, there's like a screen out there that I'm like watching. If that's what I have to do, like yeah. just anything to play music, man. So yeah, yeah it, it was cool. I mean, yeah, so, like, man, yeah. people need it. We need it. <laughs> we're fiends out here, man. So I always like to ask, you know, before we let you go, what is the legacy you kind of want to leave behind with your music, man? And, you know, moving forward. Anything but typical. Yeah, that's the slogan, man. I think that's kind of how I model all my stuff. I mean, I know the haircut's ridiculous, but <laughs> outside of all, all, that, all that stuff, I mean, even how this happened is just like drunk on a Yeti and girls cut the sides of my hair and I'm like, all right. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go with it. Man, like, it's just like, it's weird. Like, the past, like, like I said, there's a million paths to do all of this. And for me, anything but typical is kind of that motto just because I think that that's a little bit more interesting than some of the things I see out there. I, I think things are recycled and reused. And I think that fans and people are getting smart enough at this point to see a little bit more of that and understand that like there's something to being original, being different. Uh, I think more people strive to do that anyway. Um, as much as we all want to fit in at the same time, we want to stand out. So yeah, And also before you um, get out of here, congratulations. You got married September, October, right? Yeah. October. Um, Got married at the beach in Charleston, uh, and uh, just like 25 people, like all COVID friendly, and oh, nice. took the bus down from uh, 
sounds like a bus is pulling up right now. Jesus. Um, <laughs> we, we took the bus down from um, Nashville with my homies and and her bridesmaids and my my, my groomsmen, and uh, my bus driver married us on the beach. And oh, that's awesome! Uh, Whoa, that's awesome! That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, man. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was it was actually like a COVID wedding was pretty awesome. So I bet it kind of went. Yeah. Just the people you care the most about you know kind of on that yeah, beach it, it helped eliminate a little bit of that stress too i've never seen that big of a truck in this neighborhood ever i can hear it actually yeah because semi rolling down the yeah. side street it literally is dude, it's a freaking <laughs> semi i'm like how is it even turning on these streets these are like narrow <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah congrats man that's awesome you got married in quarantine so i mean you lasted through the first six months quarantine, so you must have been like, all right, man, now you're the one. <laughs> you know, like, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, but I mean, we've been together for years, and it was just like, uh, it was just finding the actual time to, we already knew we were going to get married. She, she knew I was going to ask her to marry me, like all those things, right? But, right. Um, I actually asked her on this porch. I actually, no lie, I actually watched that video, dude. I watched the video, man. I, I looked it up. No, I love watching those kinds of videos. It was crazy because like, she was just like, every day when she gets off work she comes home and i play her the songs i wrote like i said earlier and i my studio is actually like out here on this table and so then i literally will like check this demo out well this one i wrote with mitchell tenpenny and we wrote it specifically about her and my story and like i paused it at the second verse and like she kind of got it and then just got down on me out here and asked her to me and then then fast track five months later we're just getting married because it's taking advantage of the time off really like without yeah without having to cancel stuff it was like this is we're gonna do this we're gonna do it right now so if you guys want to tear up at a video go uh google uh film more engagement man because it's a good one <laughs> it's great i had hidden cameras all like in like my brother came over before and like helped me hide all these there's like i was like i was like man we should just keep these up when else we get kept out of here man? <laughs> <laughs> and i think also before we get out of here we kind of touched a little bit but i think eddie had some uh news for you on your new <laughs> single oh yeah well you know he's going for uh country radio airplay dun, dun, dun. and um we've put it in here in norfolk at our radio station so boom deal. you're on the eagle big deal I, I love that thank you man i really appreciate that too and I, I got to see eddie on one of those full band zooms as well which was cool yeah yeah i wish everybody could see those it was you know we we used to do a thing used to hopefully we will again called radio tour yeah man. these artists will get on a plane and they'll go to like two radio stations a day and they'll come in your conference room mm -hmm. and they'll play the song and we all go oh i like it and you really you kind of get to know these guys they make great friendships dan and shay are best buds now because of that i mean luke bryan all the way back into then you know you really get to know these people because you're you actually have some hang time. So COVID was killing that and they were doing Zooms and it's it's so hard, but you guys really had a great one where you had a full band, like the entire band, like we're at a club and you played for the eight people on the Zoom, but it's plugged into the board and it sounds amazing. And then we get to do the hang afterwards. So I, I think, you know, making the best of, of how we can do it you know, it'd be much better to uh, go get a steak afterwards, but, uh, yeah, do what you can. We were listening to it on Monday. Um, and like all week long, I get that thing stuck in my head and I'm like, Oh, damn you, Fillmore. Fine. We'll add your record. It's much appreciated. It's, uh, especially for us artists without radio, 
it's it doesn't i mean i mean you already know i mean everyone should know but for everyone listening on this thing like it's it is the mecca of all meccas and it it, it completely shapes and changes careers so for me just excited to be a part of it and i hope it's you know i hope i hope one day you're doing this again eddie and you're like Instead of saying Luke Bryan, you're saying Fillmore. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, That's the, the, the best it. part of this job is the friends we get to make. And mm -hmm. uh, the, the beauty of country music is these people. Hell, Kenny Chesney's as nice to me today as he was when he was trying to get me to play his first song. Yeah. I mean, country music, man, it's just good people. And they just happen to be talented. And yeah, so uh, I've never seen music. a community tighter like country is family it's ridiculous yeah, it yeah. is awesome yeah i have no reason to be in the country community and i have the greatest relationships that, like i've ever built in my life and friendships have come out of country yep yeah they're awesome. just they're real people man, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. absolutely 100 where can like all our listeners find you and everything as far as instagram twitter all that good stuff yeah everything's at fillmore music um it's one word it's one f and one l and uh it's my last name if you're actually wondering where it comes from so yeah more yeah. music yeah everybody go check them out got some new music coming out so uh go check out the new music and thanks uh, for joining us after your right today dude, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah cool man i appreciate you coming on again thanks dude, thanks guys thanks for listening everyone be sure to follow our instagram at behind the rose podcast don't forget to subscribe comment like and give us all five of those damn stars Behind the Rose is recorded on-site at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.